We have new developments tonight on Donald Trump's legal problems and how much they're costing him. The tab apparently running quite high, though I should note he is not necessarily paying the bill. His supporters are. The New York Times first report that Trump has spent approximately 50 million, yes, $50 million in donor money on legal bills and investigation-related expenses in just the last year alone. The exact numbers will come out tomorrow when he is to file his report with the FEC. But for now, on what we do know, I'm joined by Maggie Haberman, senior political correspondent for The New York Times and Trump biographer. I mean, $50 million for someone who obviously has a lot of legal troubles is still a really astounding number. It's an eye-popping number. It is eye-popping in a couple of ways. Number one, he is not somebody who historically has liked paying Legal bills. That was my um, first thought. Yeah. He hates paying his attorneys. Right. Well, this isn't his money. This is donor money. And so, you know, it, it's a lot easier to pay when you're paying with donor money, number one. But number two, this is it's a lot of money. It's not just him. It's also lawyers for witnesses, as you know. It's lawyers for, I think, uh, his two co-defendants, at, at least one of them. Uh, people who are not, one of whom is on the campaign roll, the other is work for Mar-a-Lago. These numbers are not going to get smaller as we go forward because he has been indicted four times and this number got exponentially higher last year than it was in 2022. And if any case goes to trial this year, it is going to go even higher. And so how much he is going to be able to continue to pay out of Save America and another committee uh, that he's been using, MAGAPAC, remains to be seen. I mean, he still has money coming in. The, uh, Robert Bigelow, who's a billionaire of the hotel chain, the budget suites, he said today he gave Trump a million dollars towards his legal fees and that he made a promise to give him $20 million more to the super PAC. But, but do the actual donors... The real people know that their their money is going to this. Let me just let me just pick that apart. Uh, the first thing that you talked about with Robert Bigelow, number one, I tried to track that down. Uh, as far as I know, he didn't give money to the legal defense fund that Trump folks set up. That doesn't benefit Trump directly. That benefits everybody else. He can't give a million dollars to Save America because it's capped in terms of how much you can give to Save America. Mm -hmm. So unless he literally handed Donald Trump a personal million dollar check, I don't know what that is. Uh, in terms of the small dollar uh, donors who, remember this, this political action committee was seeded with money that Donald Trump started raising after he lost the 2020 election on his false claims of widespread fraud. And then money had to go somewhere. Uh, a bunch of it went here. Did his donors know this is what they were going to be paying for? Uh, no. Would they all mind? I, I doubt it because some of them thought they were paying for some kind of legal fight. And I'm sure in their mind, you know, the number of his supporters who I talked to in Iowa and New Hampshire who described the legal cases against him as illegitimate or something they didn't believe in, I'm not sure they would care about that. But it is worth noting it is not it is not his money. So not only do they not care, they're they're happy to do it. Some are. Is he paying? Do we, we were talking about this last night with Eugene Carroll and whether or not that could mm -hmm. come out of the super PAC. Do we know what he is personally paying for at this point, if anything? So a couple of things. It can't come out of the super PAC legally. He can't. That that's that would be coordination. The political action committee, which is what Save America is, it as as I expect it will show in the report. We don't know for sure, but just based on the math that I know is there, unless unless they had a flood of donations, it, it would only cover a fraction. Uh, and campaign finance experts are split on whether he could use that anyway. So yes, it will have to be from him. And you know, he and his company are fairly indistinguishable. He did have to put up money in the first E. Jean Carroll mm -hmm. trial. It was $5 million. This is a lot more than $5 million. And we could be getting the civil suit for the inflating his, his businesses mm -hmm. soon. Uh, when I was looking at Alina Haba when she came out after he 
after that $83.3 million verdict on Friday. I think one question is, is he happy with his legal team at this point? I mean, I know that's a broad term because there's so many of them, but, I mean, what have you heard about that? So I think a couple of things. Uh, he's he's almost never happy with his legal team at various points, and, and you know this as well as anybody, um, especially when, when people just leave court. There are a couple of members of his legal team, like Todd Blanche, who have not yet been tested in court, and it will be interesting to see how he does uh, if the uh, Alvin Bragg Manhattan District Attorney hush money case goes forward in March, as we expect, and he's on that case. Um, I, don't, I don't know how winnable this case was for anybody, Alina Haba or not, um, but, you know, Trump has certain things that he wants from his lawyers, and I, and I think you see that. You were sitting here a moment ago when we were speaking with John Bolton about the new Ford that I know you read as well uh, and his warnings about a second Trump term. I just want to, for people who missed it, just remind people what he was saying about the concern of, a, of a, what a second Trump term would look like. We would be embroiled in litigation and controversy that, uh, that, that could make it almost uh, impossible to get back to normality after he's gone. Th this is because, as I think we saw beyond question in the first term, and I tried to document in my book, uh, he just doesn't know limits. What do you make of that paired with him later saying that it's kind of 50-50 ball between whether he thinks Donald Trump or Joe Biden would be worse in the White House. I think it is complicated for Republicans, and especially Republicans who have a long history with the Republican Party pre-Trump, as John Bolton does, to say that they're going to support Joe Biden. Um, it's not impossible, and I suspect you will see some doing it, but I think this is, the, this is the box that a lot of people who oppose Trump, especially people who have worked either for him directly or with him in Congress in some way, uh, have gotten themselves in, which is that they, they can't say that they are supporting Biden. They feel like they can't for a variety of reasons, either because they are elected officials still or because they still have supporters or donors or what have you. Political suicide. Correct. They don't like, they don't like Biden. Um, but at a certain point, I mean, this is, this is if, if something is an existential threat, it either is or it isn't. And I think that this is going to become a difficult line for a lot of folks to walk as the year goes on. Yeah. How do the warnings carry the same weight if, you know, it was the same thing with Bill Barr. We had this long interview with him over the summer where he said similar, but then at the end, you know, right. what's he going to do? Right. Support the Republican nominee for president? Well, I mean, this is, this is, again, where it gets very complicated. I will say that John Bolton's book uh, was a really remarkable book. I don't, I don't, I can't remember reading a book like that written by anybody who had served so closely with a president. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the NSC official who worked on the clearance of that book was pushed out by the Trump administration for approving it and going through a normal process. Uh, and so John Bolton revealed an enormous amount about Donald Trump as president. Um, and and it's, it's important for the historical record. Um, but I do think that everybody who worked for Trump is going to get pressed with the same question. Yeah, it's fast. That's a fascinating part of the book with Ellen Knight, that official mm -hmm. who was charged with reviewing his book. Because there, he writes about how she was basically trapped in a room in the West Wing right. with six Justice Department officials who were pressuring her right. to essentially block it and turning it into this political thing. It actually said she got hired back by the Biden administration, which Correct. I didn't realize. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, a moment when that happened, actually. Maggie Haberman, as always, thank you for bringing your reporting here to The Source. Thank you.